Hello my wonderful quiet rebels, I hope you are doing wonderfully well and it's interesting to be back after a very unexpected and honestly impromptu break from the recent uploads of the Quiet Rebels podcast. So if this is your first time actually hearing this podcast, um, you've picked a very special episode, <laughs> a very unique episode to start with. And of course, I welcome you to listen to the other episodes if you want one that's a lot more, you know, informative for a particular topic, uh, because this one is all about an honest update after life decided to throw an unexpected curveball. So if this is the kind of conversation that you'd like to just like sit and have with me, here we go. So if there's one thing that you can always count on me for, it's the fact that I'm very consistently inconsistent. <laughs> so I am a manifester in regards to my human design, and that means that I'm actually quite sporadic and I'm very spontaneous with my ideas. Yes, I care for a schedule. Yes, I'm actually a planner by nature, but I will never ever let a plan overrule a spark. And to be honest, at the beginning of 2021, I thought that my word of the year was going to be ease. And literally within the first week of 2021, I realized, nope, okay, that's not possible this year. <laughs> Because literally, like, stuff went down in the first few days of the year. And then I've been just, like, very fluid with what I really want this year to be about. And it turns out that a more accurate word would have been unbecoming. So if you think about peeling back layers and layers and layers to find a centre... That's what I found myself doing. And I didn't think that that was going to be the case, but here we go. And there are two major events that happened for this. Back in December 2020, I lost a very important person in my life. She was my grandmother and she left the world through natural causes and it really opened up the dam I suppose it was something that I didn't even know was going on underneath it was just being kept behind closed doors and suddenly I felt like the dam broke and what wound up flooding me was this true yearning to reconnect with my roots. And in fact, a couple episodes back, you'll find an episode called, you know, reconnecting to my rejected roots or something of that nature. I'll link it in the show notes so you can take a look at that if, or take a listen, if that's something that you're interested in. But I digress. That yearning hadn't stopped. And there is a reason and I never thought that this yearning could somehow mean something in my business. But it turns out that it has. Because the second event, it hasn't been a singular one, but it's been ongoing and it's been escalating in recent months in Q1 of 2021 in particular. 
and that is the sharp spike and escalation of Asian hate crimes. So I will say right now, I am not an expert when it comes to just, to be honest, this is very new for me because I am, I've been apolitical my entire life and I didn't realize how detrimental that would be to how it meant that I felt like I couldn't articulate what I really felt or thought and you know especially on matters where it counts and the escalation of Asian hate crimes really hit home because it felt so close to home and it wasn't until I started seeing really devastating videos and I just want to put a trigger warning right here. If you, my dear, are sensitive to violence, especially when it's stemmed from racial discrimination, I advise you to stop this podcast and listen to another episode, even if it's not from my podcast. If you're still here, I'm going to move on with what I've just said. So, what really hit home was when I started seeing videos, not just of violence, but violence towards Asian elders. It still upsets me, if I'm quite honest. And you'll probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> but that really hit home. Because I thought to myself, what if, God forbid, that was my own grandmother? My own family? Because each of the victims that have been hurt or have died is someone's grandmother, a grandfather, mother, father, uncle, auntie, sister, brother. So many relations. And when I thought about how upsetting this was, there was one post that changed everything for me. And that was when I saw someone say how the thing is, with elders who have survived, they still trivialize their pain to not be a burden on anyone else. And oh, that hit so hard because what they said at the end was that's why targeting anybody is already horrific. But for the people who are choosing still to not speak up for themselves, it feels so especially cruel. Then I started to think to myself, where else might people, and I, I know that this is not exclusive to Asians, okay? From the perspective of this episode, as an Asian young woman myself, 
I am going to speak from that perspective. Okay. So. I started thinking, where else in life? In business, even. My Asians be downplaying themselves. Trivializing their experiences to not cause a fuss. I wondered where did that come from? And there are so many layers to it of the model minority myth, perpetual foreigner syndrome, which I'm not going to go too into because I'm not an expert in that. But there are so many roots that I didn't know about. And when I thought just simply from the business lens, where else may Asians be downplaying themselves? And with my work being purely around visibility, sustainable visibility, and podcast guesting, those are my areas of specialty. I had to ask myself, I was like, huh, I wonder how this is showing up for Asians right now. Then I started to take a strong, hard look at panels, speaker lineups for events and summits, the kind of guests that are being featured on podcasts, amongst other things. Who are the people on these platforms? And I realized, huh, there are not a lot of Asians on here. On there. Anywhere. Again, that's from my perspective, because I know I see a small part of the whole world. So for anybody who's listening to this, we'll probably share some of the same online space. And I looked at it. And I think to myself, huh, there's actually very minimal or non-existent representation on many of these platforms. And I wondered why that was. So I started having conversations with my fellow Asian entrepreneurs. I asked them about it. They feel it too. So much so, it called me to do this work that I never thought would be on my plate. But it is, and I'm so honoured to do it. So there are two things. Number one. When I see platforms using the term woman of colour, there are women of colour on there. And I think that's wonderful, by the way. Ever since the Black Lives Matter movement, I know there has been a much more conscious shift of the people who get to speak. And I'm so, so honoured that there is more diversity. And I have to be honest, while I'm extremely happy that that is the case, I found with a lot of Asians, they feel a bit left behind with that. Or left out. And this is not about taking up the space instead. This is not about shifting spotlights. This is not about shaming anyone who's trying. I just wanted to know, is there a conversation that might need to happen to expand this diversity and inclusivity circle 
so that we feel like we belong, not just that we're included or not. And that's brought me to do this research, which I now call the Women of Colour Resident Survey, specifically for East and Southeast Asian women. The reason why I'm focusing on this particular group is because I can't claim to have the same lived experience as anyone outside of myself. That's the only reason why I'm doing this research for this particular group right now. It may expand in the future. I may collab with other women in the future who might want to do their version of it if their group doesn't feel represented by what I'm doing. But here's why. Women of colour sometimes and sometimes doesn't feel like a beacon or a call to go towards for East and Southeast Asian women. It started off purely from private conversations and we are often feeling that we don't feel we're allowed to say anything, like who are we to say this or to raise our hand, to cause a fuss, to be a burden. And that brought me back to the Asian hate crimes when many of the victims, they don't say anything because they just don't want to be seen. They, they don't want to be seen as a cause of disruption. And I realized that has bled into the mentality for many of us who identify as Asian. That's why I'm doing this research. It's ongoing. I'm looking for, you know, at least 100 women to participate in the survey who are online business owners and to identify to a degree to be East or Southeast Asian. So I didn't plan a call direction or anything, but if you are interested in doing that, because there's no hard deadline or anything like that. I'm going to pop a link in the show notes if you identify as East or Southeast Asian. Even if you're biracial, that's completely, you know, you're completely welcome to do so. Okay? I just want to have an open space where you feel safe to have your voice heard, even if it's anonymous. So you can submit your insights completely anonymously, if that's what you'd prefer. Whatever's going to make the most sense for you. And when this research is done, I will make it available to the public for a very small fee. And the reason for that fee, because I've been debating with myself whether to have it free or, or not free. And I want to give a shout out to my dearest friend, Safira Rajan, who has been on this podcast as well. She has done a similar project for the women of colour in wellness. And she reminded me about all the resources and, you know, all the people who were involved in the project that did require some financial investment. And that's what made me okay to feel to charge a very, very, very small fee for this 
So I will, when that research is up and available. Because this is what's really important to me. This is not a, a core offer or anything for my business. But I do want to honour everybody who was involved for this. Because I'm an Asian business owner too. And I would love to say that I'm doing this purely out of passion. I am. And I would love to have your support. If this is something that interests you. And that leads me to the next thing. Which is a non-profit project. This is what you might have seen a bit more out in the open, and that is the Asian Online Business Directory. At the time of this recording, when this episode is released, there will be at least one more day, probably less than 24 hours, before the applications close. So if you're an Asian to any degree, anywhere on or off the gender, the gender spectrum, if you identify as Asian, and you have an online service-based business, I would be so honoured if you applied to our directory. And here's why. Back when I said, when um, a lot of these summit hosts and leaders, when they have minimal representation of Asian voices, if there ever comes a time where they think or say, I don't know any Asians, we'd have an answer. This directory is a place to start. I've decided to put this together because I realise there are so many underestimated and underrepresented people in business. And through this lens, I am choosing Asians, especially, but not exclusively, due to recent events the escalation of Asian hate crimes. This directory exists to help uplift the voices who have yet to be heard or haven't been heard enough. And don't get me wrong, there is an application process for a reason. I could have just put a spreadsheet up slapped a deadline on it, be like, okay, popping your deets. I could have done that. But here's the thing. I'm very mindful of who I advocate for. And granted, while I wouldn't have worked with every single person on this directory, some of them I actually have, some of them I know personally, but for anybody else who I don't know personally, there are some questions in the application that have been put there to help me and my team understand what they stand for. Not just what they say they do, but what they actually do. So we have a very thorough application process and I hired a team member specifically for this project. Even if it had a non-profit nature, I really, really, really wanted to have that extra layer of consideration. So, <laughs> all that to say, the Asian Online Business Directory 
when it's going to be available. Hopefully towards the end of April, it might be in May. It's going to be very soon though. And it's there. It's being created for this purpose. Because I really want to help do something to help uplift Asian voices in the online space. So that's my honest update of what's actually been going on in the background. As you can probably imagine from the tone of my voice that this stuff is very personal. It means a lot to me. And I wanted to kind of provide you with this behind the scenes update because I want to show you what it can be like when you undergo a shift in your business even if it's unexpected. There are many shifts happening for me personally, and I always honor that flow. It's part of my manifesto human design-ness. <laughs> but here's the thing. I didn't realize why I advocate so, so much to book yourself on podcasts to help you grow your business, to have your voice heard. I didn't realize it until I spoke with my mentor. So shout out to Lisa Kuzman who helped me with this. I didn't realize it's because of who I am. Because I'm a young woman. Because I'm Asian. Because I represent the LGBTQIA plus community. As a survivor of sexual abuse. I didn't want to give my power away again. And I didn't realize that until my mentor pointed it out that there are some parts, not all, some parts of the PR world that are rooted in white supremacy. It can feel quite elitist because I've done my research and as someone who used to offer a service to pitch um, my clients' podcast for them, I know how much it can be. Most places require a contract of three, six, nine or 12 months, several hundred, if not several thousand dollars a month. And at the beginning for me, I did not have that. So often felt that uh, is visibility and PR only for the elite? I wanted to prove otherwise that no, you don't have to have a certain amount of money to feel ready enough. You don't have to have 10 years of experience in your industry in order to feel good enough to speak about something that you can actually speak to, not from just a lived experience perspective, but also from your credibility, from the results you've achieved for yourself and for your clients. I wanted to prove that, and I didn't realize until my mentor told me. She said, the level of self-advocacy that you have needed, whether or not you realize or think 
it's because of everything else around you, but maybe it's because of the marginalization you've always experienced. And I was like, oh my goodness, I did not think of that until she told me. That's why my messaging has shifted a little bit. Now I say that I help underestimated and now underrepresented voices to be sustainably visible. And by the way, underrepresentation, that's for both externally seen and internally hidden identities. Full transparency. I am just at the beginning of my trauma-sensitive leadership certification with Lisa Kuzman. So I am learning about the marginalization of many groups. So we're looking at it through the lens of race, through the lens of class, gender, ableism, quite a lot of lenses. And I am learning and I will not get this perfect. So when I make mistakes, I will own up to them. I promise you that. All I know is that my work now, when it comes to helping people book themselves on podcasts, in fact, at the time of this recording, I'm just a couple of days away of releasing my ultimate podcast guesting workshop series, which is a accessible way for you to literally learn how to DIY, how to do that without the need of an external agency. It's the exact method I've cultivated in my business, kind of by accident. <laughs> And the results have shown for themselves, not just for me, but for my clients who I pitched for and for all of my students who I've trained and done this work for themselves. And I'm just so excited to have that out in the world because now I realize why it exists is because if no one is giving you a chance or if you feel you don't have the financial resources for someone to do it for you, please know that there is another option. Even, even if it's not through me, just know you can do it on your own. And if you would like my support through that, I invite you to join the waitlist for that workshop series. I mean, I will pop the link in the show notes as well if you're interested in that waitlist. And that waitlist might turn into the actual sales page when it's open, depending on when you're listening to this. And that workshop series, because I've broken it up into three parts, you can buy the bundle or you can um, buy the workshops individually, depending on if you just need one part of the process. That's all going to be open for, for as long as it's going to exist in my business as an offer. There is no closing of the cart. It's there if you ever want it or need it. So just a note there. All of this to say, my lovely, that this is my honest update after life decided to throw an unexpected curveball. And I wanted to be honest with you that things are not always the easiest thing behind the scenes. And the thing that always helps me through it is knowing that it's not always meant to be easy. It can be easy sometimes. 
Not to say that it always has to be hard. But I'm going to totally quote Dumbledore here. Hopefully I won't butcher his quote. (sighs) There's something he says to Harry, and I forget in which Harry Potter film it is in. But he says, There comes a time where we need to decide between doing what is right or what is easy. And I realize, okay, this stuff isn't easy. But it feels right. That's why I'm running with it. And I hope that this behind the scenes, uncut, raw-ish. So if you, it is going to be uncut because if you had uh, some voices in the background or some closing of doors or a a dog barking in the background, that that's just uh, the the, the real sounds that are surrounding me. And you might hear some birds chirping as well. I've had some comments around that too. Like, oh, there are some bird sound effects. No, no, no. They're real birds. (laughs) I have very vocal birds around me. But all this to say, I hope that this honest update does give you an idea of what life can be like behind the scenes. Not to say that my lived experience is the same as yours. You have your own journey. And I hope that there was something in this episode to provide you with a bit of grounding. That it's okay to take your time. It's okay to peel back the layers. It's okay to feel. This is something you do at your own pace. It's not something to rush. And granted, we all have our deadlines, internal and external, that we put on ourselves. But for the things that really matter, that takes time to unfold, I really hope you give yourself grace as I have tried my very hardest to do for myself. This is a journey of one quiet rebel to another. There is no straight line. There are no instant milestones or pit stops on the journey that are predictable. If you're moving away from the status quo, even just for experimentation, like I am, I always brace myself that there are so many unexpected things happening and I can't predict anything. And while it's scary, personally what's scarier for me is if I don't try. So here's to you, my beautiful, Wonderful fellow quiet rebel. When life decides to throw you in an unexpected curveball, I hope that you can catch that curveball or bat it away or find a lesson in there that's come at you for a reason. And please take your time with discovering what that is. Thank you so, so much for being here with me today. I did not expect to record this, but here I am. 
And the fact that it's episode number 88, because eight is very lucky in Chinese Hong Kong culture. They are not the same, by the way, but I've just been raised knowing that eight is very lucky. So the fact that this is 88, I think that's pretty damn poetic. <laughs> so all that said, thank you so much for being here with me today. And I hope this episode gave you some insight, hopefully some value to take away with you to fly in your own life and business too. And I look forward to like having me and maybe a guest in your earbuds very soon. Because after this day, after this episode, I do have some incredible conversations coming up and I hope you stick around for that. So if you haven't subscribed already, I really would love for you to do that if you want to stick around. And yep, that's all for me today. Thank you so, so much once again. And I look forward to being at buds again sometime soon. All my loving best. Okay. <laughs>